0: Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more, ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more, got each other on our side, plus all the folks at FRIED, the burnout podcast with Kate Donovan. Welcome to FRIED, the burnout podcast, season five. The goal of each Fried episode, whether you're an entrepreneur, parent, employee, or otherwise defined, is to create moments of spontaneous healing by ensuring that you feel seen, heard, connected to others, and validated. By doing this, Fried fulfills its mission to kill the shame, blame, and judgment associated with burning out. And Fride adds to its original goal of creating a movement to hashtag end burnout culture. Should you need a coach, Fried Coaches are standing by to help guide you through recovery. Book a call anytime by visiting the links in the show notes. Should you need a speaker, you can hire me, Kate, and you can rest assured that your people will have fun and learn about burnout at the same time. In the meantime, I'm ready to give you this week's episode, which will help you heal just a little bit more starting now. Hello, fried fam. Today, we are going to break down how to talk to people about your burnout because so many of you ask about this all the time. How do I talk to my HR professional? What do I say to my boss? How do I talk to my partner? So we are going to cover three sections today, what to do at work, what to do with your family, and what to do with your friends. Now, We have about 15 or 20 minutes in these Straight From Kate episodes, which means I'm going to be giving fairly general observations about what you should be doing, and they might not be as specific as you need them to be. When we do one-on-one coaching, very often we are working through the exact conversations you need to have based on your exact situation. So if you find that the conversations you need to have are not covered here today, then please feel free to reach out, book a call, start working with Sarah or with myself so that we can actually start getting these things going. That is part of coaching, is getting you the support that you need to move forward, have these conversations, and get what you need from the life that you have. We are going to start with entrepreneurs because we are in season five, the entrepreneurial season. So if you work for yourself, then the conversations that you're likely going to need to have are not with your boss or your HR because you are likely your own boss and your own HR, but they might be with clients. And before you have these conversations, and I'm going to repeat this a lot today, before you have any conversations, you need to collect your data points and you need to make some decisions this has to happen first. So in order to talk to your clients, the data points and the decisions you need to collect are if you're going to be shifting deadlines, if you're going to be stopping a project, if you are going to be referring them to somebody else, if you will finish out their project, and if so, by what time, et cetera. So what you need to do is figure out all of the pieces of information that you will need to share with someone and do your best to think ahead about what questions your clients might ask you and what needs they might have that you can help them meet without your interference if what you're trying to do is step away from your business for a short time. So if you want to be able to have a conversation in a way that's going to be helpful to your client, you have to really look into the commitments that you've made and be honest about what's possible and what you can offer so that before you have this conversation, you have everything laid out in front of you and you can make decisions about what information to share. Now, in this scenario, the question is, do I share about my burnout or not? And this question, I literally cannot answer for you over a podcast because I don't know what the situation is. Most of the time in a client situation, it is really none of their business, nor do we want to make clients feel put upon or feel guilty for us being burnt out. So really often in this scenario, I do not recommend telling clients about your burnout unless It is you are a coach who maybe works with burnout and telling them your story is going to help them progress. Right. But most of the time, it is not any of your clients' business why you are taking a step away. So, in those scenarios, you will tell people that you are taking a pause, you have some personal health issues to deal with, and you know, you'll be in touch or they should talk to this person or whatever. The goal, the end goal of the conversation is you will have made at that point. All right. So that's if you work for yourself and you have to talk to clients. If you work to your with your for yourself and you have to talk to your employees. You might actually need to tell them about your burnout because you might find out that it's affecting them as well, and you will need to set things up in a different way. But again, you start by collecting all of your data points and all of your decisions ahead of time to see, are you going to keep your employees Are you going to ask them to pick up Slack while you step away? Are you going to refer them to somebody else if you're letting them go? Do you need them to stop a project immediately because you're not going to be able to pay, for instance? So you need to have everything set up before you have the conversations. Now, in boundary building classes, I often tell people that I want you to be a brat, B-R-A-T. And when you're setting boundaries and having hard conversations, to use the words that that acronym creates. So beliefs, resources, abilities, trust. B-R-A-T, BRAT. Beliefs, resources, abilities, trust. By using these words, you can be sure to not disempower people that you might be really leaving in the lurch. I believe in your abilities to find the resources you need. I trust that you'll find the right path. I trust that if you talk to this person and this person, that they will help you get to the next stage etc. So you will need to set up what is going to happen because of your burnout, what's really going on, and then you can start to share with people what you're going to actually do. Now, we go on to if you work at a company, the first person that you need to talk to should be your HR department if you have one, and if you don't, then it's your immediate boss. The conversation, again, everything needs to be laid out ahead of time, which doesn't mean that the conversation won't change once you're in the situation, but you do need to know what you're going to ask for, or you need to know what kind of questions you can put out there so that you know what's possible for you. So for instance, if you know you're burnt out and you definitely need some time away, you might go to your HR professional and say, listen, I feel like I'm experiencing burnout. These are some of my symptoms. I'm unable to be as productive as I used to be at work. I'm completely disengaged. What I think I might need is X, Y, Z, but I am not sure what the company offers as far as burnout recovery support. So I am here to find out what the possibilities are and how we can set this up so that the company stays solid and gets everything it needs. And I still get the time that I need to recover right? You can copy and paste that. You could just record it somewhere and have it written down. It will be in the show notes. But just this idea of showing up and saying, I'm experiencing burnout. These are my particular symptoms. This is a scenario where sharing your burnout is critical. Your HR professionals cannot give you the resources that you need if they don't know what's going on with you. Also, this is a really important data point for you to collect how your HR person or your manager responds to your request for time off because of burnout. If you're aware that a large part of your burnout is due to your job and you bring it to your HR professional and you say, okay, first I need some time off. And then when I come back, we're going to need to restructure how much work I have because my workload is not tenable long-term and they brush you off and say that burnout is nonsense and that they're not going to change anything, that is your first indication that it is time to create an exit plan, right? So this is having this conversation, first of all, might get you what you need. And second of all, if it doesn't, will give you the information that you need to make the decision to leave if that's what you need to do. I see this happening all the time. People are not very explicit with their HR professionals about what's going on or their managers about what's going on. And then they don't get the support that they need. And then they think, well, I have to leave. But it turns out when they actually speak up about what they do need, this is what's really going on. These are my symptoms. This is the kind of support that I think I might need. They can actually get it. I have seen companies do complete 180s because one or two employees spoke spoke up I have also seen plenty of people speak up and get no recognition for it. Both of those situations are good for you because you know whether or not long-term you are going to be able to stay at this job based on whether or not the support is available. Right. So this is a really important piece. No matter what their response is, you need to be as honest as possible so that you can figure out your long-term plan. When it comes to your coworkers, if you're working in an office environment, you need to wait until you've created a plan with your higher ups and then share that plan with your coworkers so that they know exactly what to expect. A lot of people are waiting for the HR professionals to share this information with the coworkers and they're just taking off. And I know when you're burnt out, the last thing you want to do is have another sit down and have another conversation and you're tired. However, my recommendation is to be as honest as possible with your coworkers for two different reasons. One, you might help somebody else realize that they're also going through some something similar and also need support. And if your HR didn't react well, but then they hear from three or four or five other people that they're also burnt out, that might just be the domino that gets things moving that puts things into effect. So giving people the opportunity to also use their voice because you've used yours, I think is really important. The second reason is that when you come back from burnout recovery, so maybe you get two weeks off, maybe you get three months off, everywhere is a little bit different. When you come back, no matter when you come back, you are likely going to need some grace from your coworkers. And they can't really give you grace if they don't know what's going on with you. So in an entrepreneurial situation, when you tell people it's it's a personal health situation I have to deal with, that's enough information. But with coworkers, a personal health situation might not be enough information. Now, if you do not trust your coworkers, don't bother sharing your burnout story with them. If you do, even a little bit, It is very, very valuable. It is much easier for people to support you and to adjust with you when you come back when they really know what's going on, when they understand what's going on. Communication, as per usual, is absolutely key. All right. Now we're going to move on to family. This is a tough one because life is hard and there's so much to do all day, every day, and everyone feels put out. So if you have a spouse or a partner, Always start this conversation with them by, as per usual, like I've been saying, collecting your data points, knowing what you need as to the best of your ability, because sometimes when you're burnt out, you just really don't know what you need. But having something set in stone saying, listen, I believe I'm experiencing burnt burnout. I'm going to go to the doctor. This is the kind of support that I'm going to get outside of the home. therapy." coaching, acupuncture, whatever it happens to be. So these are the ways I'm going to try to help myself. You may have this conversation before or after talking to your HR professional, that depends on your relationship. But in my own personal burnout, when I didn't really know what was going on, I was behaving so poorly. I was just a mess. And my husband just recently told me that during that time, he nearly ended our marriage because he couldn't handle being around me anymore. Now, I found this out 10 years later, but we weren't communicating about what was going on because I didn't really know what was going on, first of all, and second of all, there wasn't enough information about burnout for me to say, hey, I think this is happening and this is what I might need. So this is, again, one of those situations where If you don't know what you need, it might be time to get a coach. (laughs) You might need to get on the phone with us and start figuring out what's possible so that you can then have those conversations with your partner. I know that a lot of people that I work with one-on-one end up improving their romantic relationships because they're having conversations that they weren't able to have before because they have more information and more empowerment to be able to have them. So when you talk to your partner... I think you have to remember that this is going to be hard for them. And that's not to make you feel guilty. It's just that it's really normal, no matter what the illness is, for one person to pick up more of the slack because the other one is sick and then feel resentment and irritation about it. I know that it would be sort of nicer if I skipped over this part and didn't talk about it and just said, if you say the right things, your partner will support you and everything will be grand. But if you've been around Fried long enough, you know that I don't do things like that because I want you to know the truth. So people don't like to talk about this because we're all supposed to just be good people and slip into caregiving roles and never complain and just suck everything up. I want you to know this because I want you to be prepared by the fact that your illness, your burnout is going to be difficult for your partner. It's going to be difficult for them to understand. It's going to be difficult for them to deal with. And they are likely to get irritated now and again that they are pulling extra weight. And I need you, as much as you're granting grace for yourself in the recovery process, I need you to also grant grace to your partner and your family members who will need to adjust things for you, right? Without understanding, if a person doesn't really understand what burnout feels like, it really is nearly impossible for them to understand how much havoc it really wreaks. So you are going to have to be as explicit as you possibly can about what you need in any given days. The earlier you start this conversation, the better. And opening the lines of communication around this make the whole thing easier. So If you know that there are some solutions that could be helpful, like if you know that ordering HelloFresh or whatever food program you need would make things easier because nobody has to cook, then maybe that's a thing that you agree on. If you know that investing in a housekeeper, even just once a month, would help you immensely, then it's time to talk about that. If you have children that are of the appropriate age, is there some slack that they can pick up And I'm telling you right now, even young kids can do quite a bit. But coming up with some ideas and solutions will help this conversation to feel like you aren't just dumping this problem on your partner. And it also allows them the creative space to think of solutions that you might not yet have considered. I think that having this conversation with your partner should usually include the following items. These are pretty explicit. So, I want you to be able to tell them that there are going to be better and worse moments that you're not going to be able to predict. And you need to ask them to trust you when on Tuesday, you say you can do something, but on Wednesday, you can't because your energy is going to be shifting day to day. And you're not going to be able to decide a week ahead of time. If you want to go out to eat on a Tuesday night, for instance, like just set things up to say, I'm not going to be able to predict my energy very well. And we're going to have to sort of go with the flow here. That's important. The next thing that I want you to include in the conversation is letting them know that the environment is really important. The environment that you surround yourself in can be healing or not. So if they are accustomed to watching violent TV shows at night, you might need to go into a different room at night and it's not because you don't want to be with them. It's because you can't do the violent show and you're not trying to take the violent show away from them. You just need to be somewhere cozy with a cup of tea and a warm blanket and not be disturbed by what's going on on the TV. So you just need to inform them that you might be shifting the environment around the two of you a little bit in order to enhance your healing. The next thing that I want you to mention is letting them know how important their support is and letting them know if there are any exercises or practices that the two of you could do together that would be helpful. So once I was starting to get better during my burnout, I realized that we had stopped going on family walks with the dog because I was so tired that my husband was doing it most of the time. And. I said to him at some point, you know, I really would like to as often as I can go on a family walk, but I'm telling you, I'm not ready to take the dog out by myself because I can't handle it. And so if you could let me know when you're ready to go on the afternoon walk, then I would like to go out with you if we can kind of go slow and take it easy. And this was a way for him to participate in my healing That was something that was happening anyway. That was a natural part of our day that also brought us together. So there might be something that you can do together that becomes helpful. The next thing I want you to, if you trust your partner enough, this is a tricky one. I really trust my partner, but not everybody has that. So if you really trust your partner, I want you to say to them, if you notice that I'm off emotionally or physically, I ask that you give me a little bit of grace because controlling my emotional responses isn't my forte at the moment. I'm not trying to do anything intentionally to harm you. And if I do, it's okay for you to just like take your space from me and and I'll understand, right? It doesn't have to be exactly that, but setting up some understanding around the fact that it's going to be difficult for them and it's okay for them to take space, I think is really important. And then. Last but not least, I said this in the beginning, but I'll repeat it. You know, here are some things that could happen that would make the day to day easier. Again, this might be something around food. It might be around prep. It might be around cleaning. It might be around something, but knowing what things, and this is a great place to use the resentment journal, knowing what things are really getting under your skin that would be really nice for somebody else to take over will be really good information at this point. Now, last but not least. If you have children, how you talk to them must be age appropriate, and we would need to do at least four episodes just on that. But here is a quick rundown of what you could do. If your children are still babies, you can do breath work or yoga nidra or some other nervous system regulation practice when they are in the room with you. So if they are in their cribs or they are playing in a little play area, you can practice your tools while they're in the room because your CERB nervous system regulation turns into their nervous system regulation. So this is a way for you guys to reconnect and for you to help teach your child how to regulate your nervous system. This is still true if your children are old enough to lay still for three to five minutes during a guided meditation There are tons on YouTube and Insight Timer of child-friendly meditations that you and your child can do together. Again, your nervous system regulation is their nervous system regulation. I have parents ask me a lot, like, I'm just so anxious with my kid and I can't take care of them the way that I want to and I'm feeling guilty because I'm not paying enough attention to them. What can I do? If you do three minutes of, or even one minute of heart-centered breathing with your child before bed every day, you're now creating a ritual that helps both of you regulate your nervous systems and that helps you stay connected. So you don't really need to be talking to them yet, but inviting them into your practices might be a really great way for both of you to feel better and safer. Now, if you have teenagers that do not give a shit about your burnout, please understand that the formation of their brains is in a very similar space to yours right now. So the front of their brain hasn't shrunken, but it also isn't fully grown. It's not fully developed. So this is your your brains are in a very similar place. <laughs> So this is a place where your communication with your teen should be as consistent as possible and they should be taking things off your plate, but you have to be really explicit about it and you have to hold these boundaries really clearly. So if they aren't doing their own laundry, like it's time for them to start doing their own laundry. And yes, you will have to let go of the fact that sometimes they're going to go to school in three day old underwear and a stinky t-shirt because they didn't bother to wash their clothes. And please believe me when I tell you that as soon as someone says something to them, they will learn to wash their clothes very quickly. But there's going to be some things that you're going to have to let go of and allow them to take responsibility for because you cannot do all the things for all the people right now and your kids are old enough to do some shit for themselves. I said kids were last, but they're not because I also want to talk to you for a moment about friends. Now for your friends, if you're burnt out, you're probably being a shitty friend and your friends may or may not have noticed just yet. Your friends should be some of the people that are closest to you and they deserve honesty. Tell them that you're burnt out. Tell them what it means and tell them that connection with you will be on and off depending on the day. And again, you're not able to predict it. You don't know how it's going to go. Sometimes you're not going to be able to respond. And if you want specific support from them, ask for it. No dropping hints, no waiting for people to figure it out, no expecting people to show up with flowers and dinner one day because you need it. Be specific about what your needs are. What you might find out is, like some of my clients have found out, that their friends were going through burnout too, and they were able to lean on each other in a way that was useful for both of them. So be as honest as you possibly can with your friends. And again, how they respond is a data point the same way it is with your partner and with your HR professional if you have one. Now, word of warning. These conversations might not always go well. People will react poorly because none of us are perfect. I want you to allow people to fuck up and come back and apologize or allow people to fuck up and exit your life is necessary. The boldness of having these conversations, again, will be great data points for you that let you know if you are safe or not safe in various situations and with different people. If your HR person ignores you and offers nothing, it's probably time for a new job. If your partner tells you that you're bullshitting and refuses to shift anything to help you, it's probably time for some counseling or maybe a new partner. If your friends really don't understand and just want you to be the same old you that they lean on all the time, it really might be time to restructure some friendships. So just because you do the prep ahead of time and you set up your data points and you try to be as clear as you can with these conversations, just because you prep doesn't mean it will go well. But prepping will help you to feel solid and more neutral within the conversations because you're speaking about facts and not necessarily about emotions. Emotions are important, but there is a time and a place and a specific personality that can handle them, and not everybody deserves them. So in most of these conversations, I will ask you to stick to the facts as much as possible, right? Right. Do your emotions with your somatic practitioner, with your acupuncturist, with your therapist, with your coach. But with the people in your life, try to be as factual as possible and as clear as possible so that they know how or how not to support you. How everyone will react to your news is up to them. What you do with their reaction, my fried fam, what you do with their reaction, that is up to you. All right. This is, there was a lot in this episode, and this is one of those things that I'm sure will lead to some great conversations in the Facebook group. If you have not hung out with us yet in the Facebook group, you can go into Facebook and type in fried the burnout podcast, click on groups under your searching filters, and we will pop right up. We are over a thousand people and there is so much support in there. And if you need help working through a conversation, just start typing it out and let people help you. Remember, not every piece of advice will resonate, but getting advice that doesn't resonate with you is just as important as getting advice that does resonate with you because it tells you how you don't want to do something. And that's important too. It helps gain clarity. So be gentle with yourself, be kind to yourself and start writing things down that you need to tell people so that you can organize it in a way that is factual and clear and concise and lets people know to the best of your ability what it is that you need. All right, until next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.